you for choosing to listen to the Mummy on a Break podcast. I am Maria Newman, otherwise known as Mummy on a Break. My journey to becoming Mummy on a Break started back in 2016. That's the year I took voluntary redundancy whilst on maternity leave with my second baby and without really having a plan. The only thing I knew at that moment was that I needed to change my job and if I didn't seize the day and take my chance, I'd be in the same job doing the same thing up until I retired. That thought scared me. So long story short, I embarked on my journey of being mummy on a break, which started with me actually deciding to start my own business and by following a very windy road led me to create the life I really wanted. I now help women who are like the old me. I help busy working mums who are tired and exhausted take back control and create the life they really want. If you want to find out more about how I can help you, then check out my website, mummyonabreak.co.uk and click work with me. However, for now, sit back, relax and enjoy this podcast episode. Welcome to the Mummy on a Break podcast. My name is Maria Newman and I am Mummy on a Break. You can find out more about me and Mummy on a Break on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. During this podcast series, I'll be covering specific themes like are you friends with your inner critic, multitasking doesn't work and why failing is good. My special guest for this series is my inner critic, Vera. She is a lovely old lady who just wants to keep me safe. Today's episode is, are you friends with your inner critic? We spend so much time in our own heads, listening to that voice that is trying to keep us safe, but also stopping us from moving forward. It's the inner critic that is neither good nor bad, but not necessarily helpful either. My inner voice is called Vera. She's a sweet little old lady who does her best to keep me safe, trying to stop me from making a mistake, making a fool of myself or getting hurt. The problem with Vera is she focuses on the negative, all the bad things that could happen, which would be great if we were still living in caves and my focus was on basic survival. However, that is not life for me today. The great thing is we have the power to either turn up our inner critics volume or put them on mute. I know there are times that without realizing it, my inner critic, Vera, is literally shouting at me and I feel powerless. It's usually when I'm tired because my kids have kept me awake at night or when something hasn't gone according to plan and I'm feeling a little vulnerable. It's in those moments that I need to make a choice. I can choose to just listen and accept the consequences of a negative spin triggered by Vera, or I can choose to do something about it by taking control. I choose the latter. I can now apply a number of different techniques like distraction and journaling to take back control and decide what my next best move is. To see, we have thousands of thoughts popping out into our heads regularly throughout the day, some of which are helpful, some of which are not. 
But which ones do you notice? Which ones do we notice? Do you find you pay more attention to the ones that encourage you to go explore life? Or does your attention focus on the ones that help you to remain small and hidden? The thing is, we do have the power to decide. We can choose to focus on what will help us or what will hold us back. So, do you want to turn up the volume of your inner cheerleader or your inner critic? It is up to you. Either way, it's about becoming self-aware, which is a daily practice for me. I invite you to become aware of how much time you spend in your own head. Give yourself the opportunity to understand what is really going on for you and how is it holding you back rather than helping you to live life. Let me give you a couple of tips to get you started. First of all, name that voice. As you know, I named my inner critic Vera, so I could see more easily when my brain was trying to hijack me. It helps me to differentiate between the thoughts that are helpful and the ones that are not. Become self-aware. It's then about being aware of that inner dialogue and the thoughts that just pop into your head. This can be so powerful. Once you are aware of when it is happening and what it is saying to you, you can then do something about it. Get curious. Yes, I invite you to get curious. Don't ignore what is going on, but try to understand why. Where is it coming from? What has triggered it? Why has it been triggered? Know what's real. Just because you've thought it doesn't make it true. You know what is real and what is made up. Be honest with yourself. Are you just making these thoughts up? Or are they real? Change the story. Yes, it's about making a change and with practice and over time, you can start to change the thoughts that pop into your head. You'll become quicker at catching when you've given your inner critic too much attention. What you think is very powerful. It can propel you forward or hold you back. It's up to you which route you take. You can choose to play safe and stay within the comforts of what you know. Or you can be brave and go for it. So my question to you is, are you ready to become friends with your inner critic? Now, how has my inner critic had an impact on me? Well, it wasn't always the case. Vera only came into being as Vera when I became an adult and probably only in the last few years. When I was younger, I didn't have an inner critic I didn't have someone who I thought was an inner critic. I had an inner cheerleader. When somebody said to me, no, you cannot do this, I turned around and said, why not? Yes, I can. And it's funny because as children, 
we are more likely to go and have a go as opposed to stop and then decide not to. As children, we can always see the possibilities of life rather than the risks that come with trying something new. And I was like that for a very long time until probably when I became a teenager, when I became more self-aware of how I fitted into the world and the impact of my decisions and the impact if I stood out. And slowly, now looking back at it, I can see how I went from doing the things that were right for me to doing the things that were potentially right for others and to fit in. Because as you know, if we go back hundreds of thousands of years, we had to fit in. To stand out meant that potentially our tribe would evict us and then we'd have to try and survive by ourselves, which as you know, would not happen. But that's not the case these days. You're not going to get evicted by your tribe. You're not going to step out of your front door and be attacked by a saber-toothed tiger. It's very different. Survival is very different. We do have a choice. What would Vera say? Vera, Vera would say she's just doing her job, which is true. Vera is just doing her job. She's just bringing to the forefront of my mind the potential downfalls of the decision that I am about to make. So why do we listen to our inner critic? It is just that. We listen because actually listening means we can stay in our comfort zone. Listening means that we can be safe and we don't have to walk into an environment of uncertainty where we don't know exactly what's going to happen. The thing is, Vera is just doing her job. She's making sure that my eyes are wide open and that I have the full picture, the full consequence of the actions I'm about to take. So we shouldn't ignore our inner critic. Our inner critic is there to do a job. And when it, if I suppress what Vera is trying to say to me, all that happens is it bubbles under the surface and eventually may lead to an explosion, which really is not helpful for anyone, especially myself. So if you are listening to this and you can relate to what I've been saying, but you're feeling a little overwhelmed, you might be asking, well, what do I do next? What advice do you have, Maria? And I go back to what I said earlier. The first place I would start is name your inner critic. That way you can separate the thoughts that pop into your head that are not helpful. And you can see that it's not actually you talking to you. It's just this other voice who's doing its job. And then the thing I find really helps me is to journal, to write down all the thoughts that are going on so that I can unjumble the jumbled mess of thoughts, to see more clearly what I am trying to tell myself. Now, the three things that I would like you to take away from this conversation is that, number one, that inner voice is not you. It's thoughts popping into your head that just want to keep your, you safe. 
And number two, I want you to remember that you do have a choice on how you deal with those negative thoughts that will try to sabotage you, probably on a regular basis. And number three, I would like you to make friends with your inner critic and acknowledge that your inner critic is there to do a job. But remember, you have the choice on what you do next. You get to decide what your next best move is. So, are you going to make friends with your inner critic? Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast episode. If you're interested in finding out how you can work with me and how I can help you, then head over to my website, mummyonabreak.co.uk. Take care. Thank you.